A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at sheldonstreetpizza.com or stop by Sheldon's during your next trip to Lake Orion. Sheldon Street Pizza, the official pizza of A Duff Said. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works, quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. You can check them out online at fourthcoastciderworks.com or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. What's happening, everybody? This is Ryan Slocum, and you are listening. There ain't nobody better. This is the best local sports podcast in the biz, and that's a duff set. That was Ryan Slocum. Now, Ryan just got back from a trip to Los Angeles to see WrestleMania 39. If you would like to hear about his experiences out there in L.A. at SoFi Stadium and get his takes on the show, just look up his YouTube podcast, The Job Guys. As for myself, my name is Duff Tyler, and that's a Duff Said. Thank you so much for hitting the play button on your favorite listening device of choice from wherever you listen to podcasts. My guest this week is Saginaw Valley State linebacker, Trevor Nuwaski. Trevor was one of the top defensive players last season for the Cardinals. He recently had a lot of eyes on him in a pro day workout with NFL scouts. Let's just say he made a solid impression on them. A number of draft columnists and experts are projecting that Trevor could hear his name called on draft day. The NFL draft takes place in just under three weeks in Kansas City, I caught up with Trevor recently, and we discussed how he put in the work to potentially go from the GLIAC to the NFL. And later on, I open up the vault to share my story on the last Saginaw Valley State Cardinal that made a name for himself in the NFL. My conversation with Trevor Nowoski starts now. You recently had a chance to showcase your talent in front of a bunch of NFL scouts. You had people from, I believe it was something like 15 teams that came out to look at you. What was it like to get that exposure? Yeah, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, Saginaw put on a wonderful pro day, like you said. There was about 15, 16 NFL scouts as, as well as the other. Uh, I think there was a couple CFL scouts, and I believe the USFL was there, the Michigan Panthers. Um, it was, you know, nerve-wracking. I'm not going to lie to you. It was it was a little bit overwhelming. Um, but, you know, I, I had prepared for it for the past two months. I, I've been training for that exact moment. Um, you know, I, it's working on those specific drills and you know, it's one of the interesting things, you know, you're so nervous, but at the same time, you're, I, I felt very prepared, you know, you know exactly what you're going to do, you know, you're going to run the 40, you're going to do the drills, agility drills, you're going to bench and you're going to do some jumps. And, you know, it seems so simple, um, or I, I guess kind of the other way, it seems so complicated, but it's also very simple. So you, you go into that day knowing what you're going to do, but at the same time, like you said, it's, uh, it's a big moment, um, but I, I thought I did well and uh, took, took advantage of the opportunity. 
Do you believe that you made your best case for one of those teams to call out your name during the NFL draft? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I got a lot of good positive feedback um, after the pro day. You know, I talked with several NFL scouts um, and over the weeks I've uh, gotten to had to have a couple interviews and over the phone calls and a couple Zoom interviews. Um, so I think absolutely. I think I did everything I could um, that day. You know, I, I uh, in terms of my numbers, um, I stack up there with some of the best uh, this year. Um, in terms of my metrics. So absolutely, I think I, I made my mark. One thing that you brought up just now is it wasn't just the NFL. The USFL showed a lot of interest in you, and so did the CFL. I mean, 20-some years ago, or maybe a little bit further than that, there wasn't uh, those types of leagues for guys to draw on. It was almost like the NFL or bus. So yeah. you have plenty of options here. So it looks as though, and I'm pretty confident saying this, I don't think you're done playing football just yet. Yeah. Yeah, um, like you said, it, it was, it's very, you know, like you said, it's not just NFL or bust. Um, someone asked me this the other day, am I open to playing in those leagues? Absolutely. Um, you know, everyone's dream is to play in the NFL, and that's my goal as of right now. Um, but, you know, we're, you know, going through this process right now, and if, if an opportunity comes, it, it does. And if not, we'll kind of look into those other options. So, absolutely, I'm, I'm open to playing anywhere. Like you said, my, my journey isn't done yet. When it comes to the NFL draft, there are so many guys that are eager and awaiting that moment. They are hoping to get that call when the draft takes place in three weeks. What would it mean to you to be one of those guys that gets that call? Oh, I'd mean everything. I mean, my, this has been my, my childhood dream. You know, I, I've played football my entire life, and I've always kind of dreamed of this moment. If you would have told me, you know, a month ago, I, I'd be in this situation. I, I probably wouldn't have believed you. You know, it, it, the stars are kind of aligning for me, and it's it's been a wonderful journey. I wouldn't trade it for anything, and um, I'm just looking forward to the next couple weeks. You know, I can't wait for that draft day. Um, even though it's going to be extremely nerve-wracking, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But yeah, I'm I'm excited, and it, it would mean everything. It's interesting to me that you would say if you if I'd have told you that a month ago, because. When you played high school football, you were a three-sport athlete at Salem High School in Canton, and when you were looking at college football teams to play for, most of the offers were coming from in the Division II level, a lot of schools in the GLIAC. So let's go back to then. At that point, when you're looking at Division II schools, a lot of GLIAC schools are calling you, expressing interest in you. Could you have imagined then, at the end of your time, that ultimately ended up being at Saginaw Valley State? would you think that you would have been an NFL prospect? Yeah. Um, I think at the time I was, I was a little too naive to even really think about that. Um, I just love football, you know, and I, I just wanted to continue to play the game of football. Um, like I said, it's always been a goal of mine to play at the next level. But um, I, I guess recently, you know, now that I'm really kind of visualizing it and kind of seeing, you know, the writing on the wall when it comes to testing and people reaching out and stuff, um, I don't know. I think I think back then, like you said, going kind of Division Two, you know, not heavily recruited. I think there was definitely doubts in my mind. I always had it in the back of my head, um, but at the time, yeah, I guess it would have been a little doubtful. But you know, there was always that hope. How much of that was a motivating factor for you to succeed when you got to Saginaw Valley State, when you weren't getting like some of the bigger schools calling you, that you knew that this was where you were headed. How much of that impacted you to want to go out and just try to excel at the best level that you possibly could have? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I always play with a chip on my shoulder, like you said. Not not super heavily recruited. Um, I knew what I was capable of, but obviously at the time, you know, the, the, the colleges weren't seeing it. So, you know, every time I went out there, I just wanted to make sure, you know, I was proven to everyone, including myself, that I am the athlete I believe I am and I'm the football player that I believe I am. And I feel like throughout my career, I, uh, I showed that. You certainly built yourself up for it because I have seen uh, some of the photos of you during that pro day and I've gotten to know some of the things that you've done in the weight room. You are a guy that loves to spend time in the weight room and you've come a long way from that kid you were at Salem High School in Canton. You are now six foot two, 237 pounds and you can bench 400 pounds how would you describe your approach every time that you enter the weight room? Yeah, I mean, I, I it really comes down to I, I just attack it in the weight room, like you said. You know, I've uh, I feel like these past couple of years I've really adopted a love for the weight room. You know, it's one of my even outside of football, it's one of my hobbies. You know, a lot of these teams are asking me, what what, what do you do outside of football? What are your hobbies? I always go back to weightlifting. I, I've just grown this passion for it, you know, through I, I've seen the growth I've made through football and other aspects of life, you know, just being a more healthy person, you know, nutrition wise, I've taken that kind of to a new level this year as well through the combine training. And I've seen uh, dramatic, dramatic uh, increases in my, uh, you know, like, like you said, with my numbers and whatnot, I would attribute it a lot to just my work ethic in the weight room, um, just my overall kind of work ethic overall but yeah i i love the weight room like you said my uh my goal is always you know i'm never taking if, if we're going into the weight room even if it's you know one of a, a deload week or whatnot i'm attacking it no matter what when you're in the weight room are you a music guy or do you just like the sound of silence and just focus on the task at hand um you know we always had music on when we were when we were uh, weightlifting in college um but at the same time it's not like i can't go you know i know some people who you know they got to have their headphones if they're going to the gym i can do either you know i i'm i'm very focused on the task at hand so you know either way if there's music on great if not no big deal do you have a hype song that gets you ready for the weight room oh that's putting me on the spot um that's what i'm good for no absolutely i i, I get it um man. If you give me like the Rocky theme song, that's always a good go-to. If I'm if I'm trying to like PR on something, you know, just kind of get in the zone. Oh man, I hope Philly gives you a tryout then, because you know <laughs> when when it gets to third down at the link, they start to pump that out. And if that's like yep. your jam, the quarterback's in a lot of trouble. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So you yeah. obviously love the weight room, and I've I've recently heard you give a lot of credit to your strength and conditioning coaches at Saginaw. What impact did they have on you? Oh, Coach Winters and the strength staff, um, such a huge impact on me. Coming into high school, like you, or coming into college, like you said, I was 200 pounds, kind of scrawny, you know, wasn't wasn't super uh, built at the time. And, you know, he kind of just transformed me into, I guess, what I am now. Yeah, you're like um, the Terminator now, dude. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. But, um, yeah, I mean, seriously, you know, not only when it came to, to lifting and whatnot, but just – kind of overall just football in general and how to how to attack things you know give everything 110 percent you know don't take days off you can attribute that in a lot of uh different aspects of life not just the weight room so i i give a ton of credit to him because not only has he helped me you know in the strength aspect of football and weightlifting and whatnot but he's also taught me very valuable lessons that i'll uh, continue through my life 
Now, getting back to you being able to bench 400, when did you hit that mark? And is that just like where you're at right now? And are you hoping to surpass that? So that was this summer when we were maxing out for uh, summer conditioning um, this, this summer at Saginaw. Um, I have not maxed since um, as, you know, for the for the 225 for your pro day, you're more focused on that kind of endurance, not your your max. I'm not entirely sure. I, I, would, I would like to believe I could hit that right now. I'm definitely in the best shape of my life. Um, am I trying to surpass it? You know, I'm not. I, I, you know, I'm always trying to hit new marks, but at this point in my career when it comes to you know maxing out and trying i'm just trying to get in the best shape i can football wise and and I, you know sometimes i don't know if if maxing out is always the you know the, the best method in terms of trying to get in the best shape now speaking of where you're at right now you're at saginaw valley state and there have been some guys at saginaw valley state that have gone on to have success in the nfl a little later in this podcast you'll hear about one of those individuals that did that I'm, of course, speaking of Jeff Janis. How familiar are you with his story and what he was able to do coming out of Saginaw Valley State? Yeah, yeah, they're always talking about him, Jeff Janis, Jeff Heath, you know, some of the guys that had some prolific careers at uh, Saginaw and also in the pros. Um, you know, we early on when I was there, he was uh, talked about a lot more just due to, um, you know, when I was coming in, I think that was maybe his first or second year in the league. Um you know, and like you said, they just talked about his work ethic, you know, what it took for him to get to that next level and kind of how he was able to sustain, uh, you know, a significant amount of time in the in the NFL. So, yeah, they're uh, they're very proud of him over at Saginaw. So what's the talk been about you now and the possibility that you could be the next guy taken in the NFL draft from SVSU? What's that conversation been like with your teammates and people around campus? Yeah, so it was, it was really nice to um, see my former teammates at the pro day. Um, you know, I was able to catch up with them along with my coaches. And I've also been in contact with uh, some of my coaches throughout these couple past couple weeks. Um, they're excited for sure. You know, like you said, it's it's uh, it's been a while since um, someone's been able to kind of have a stint in the league and, and been able to kind of plant their foot in it. So, you know, everyone's excited. I'm excited. Um, like I said, you know, we're taking it a day at a time and, uh, you know, we'll see what, what comes next. But. You know, regardless, I'm, I'm, I'm training, I'm staying ready, and uh, if, if my name gets called, that'll be uh, very exciting for everyone involved. You certainly have the resume for it. Let's talk a little bit about what you did this past season for the Cardinals. You almost had 100 tackles for the season. You finished just too shy of that. You had four interceptions. You broke up seven passes. You were an absolute beast on the defense for Saginaw Valley State this past season. What do you attribute to those numbers? Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, you know, I felt like our defense was, was very solid this year. We had some, um, you know, our D line was probably the best it's been since I've been there. Um, you know, our back, our back defensive backs, um, were unreal. You know, we had Nick Whiteside, all American, um, on the D line, we had Jacob Dorn, Harold Irby, guys like that who were just so dominant up front. Um, and I really attribute a lot of that. They, they made my job a lot easier, you know, along with our linebackers, um, you know, we, we, we all work together collectively. And like I said, it, uh, when everyone else is doing their job, it makes your job a lot easier as a linebacker. So I would attribute a lot of my success to those guys up front and uh, as well as the back, back seven. And not only that, but you also were able to put together this great season going against some very stiff competition in the GLIAC this season. You went up against the, the team that ultimately won the Division II National Championship for a second straight year in Ferris State. 
You guys had a tough battle against Grand Valley State on the road. You beat nationally ranked Bowie State. You had some great wins this season. If it wasn't for that Davenport game that you guys finished just a few points shy of, you might have had a chance to add to those numbers in the playoffs. I mean, you guys had such a great year, but when you go against that kind of competition and are able to put together that kind of season, it's really hard not to notice it. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, like you said, man, I, if I had two games that I could go back on, it'd be the it'd be the Ferris game and the Davenport game. You know, we we it's it's kind of interesting. Uh, I've trained with a couple guys who uh, went to both of those schools, and now that we're kind of out of it, and you know, we're not you know mortal enemies, we can talk about those games and whatnot. You talk to some of the Ferris guys, and they're like, "Oh man, you had us." And, you know, it, it's it, it's frustrating because we knew we had some of those guys, but you know, ultimately, like we, we said, we didn't get it done. And I, and I would have loved to make the playoffs. You know, Saginaw hasn't done that in a while, but you know, it it, it is what it is. And uh, hopefully, this year they can get it done. Yeah, certainly they they're in the right spot. You're leaving the program in great shape with Coach Brady still at the helm and some of the guys that are still going to be there. Speaking about the GLIAC, there's another individual that could also go in the draft uh, in Jake Witt uh, from Northern Michigan. That's a guy that you probably had to go up against a few times on their offensive line. That's a guy that goes like more than six foot five, 300 pounds. There are some big dudes in the GLIAC that you've had to battle with. You know, how much better did you become as a player having to battle individuals like that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about him lately. Um, I heard he had a great pro day. And he's been getting a lot of uh, press coverage lately, so I, I wish the best for him. But yeah, it's um, you know, like you said, the GLIAC is is by far the best Division two conference in the country, and you're going up against guys who, like you said, year in and year out, um, you know, could play professional football and are very good offensive linemen. You know, Ferris State, Grand Valley, like you said, Northern, they they all have you know huge offensive lines. Um, you know, and, and it was interesting. I went to um, the Tropical Bowl, which was kind of like an FBS Division One bowl, and everyone was kind of asking me what was the biggest difference or anything. And I, I mean, honestly, when you're going against guys like that, I, I didn't notice a huge difference in terms of play. You know, sometimes you get that Division Two to Division One, and you're you're like, geez, these guys are these guys are so much faster. But I, I didn't really feel that way when you're playing in the GLIAC. <laughs> Just looking at some of the numbers that you put up in your pro day, you certainly turned a lot of heads. How did you approach that day when you were going into it, uh, knowing that the spotlight is on you, and then you really took it and shined brightly that day? You know, I, I would like to say I, I kind of thrive under pressure. You know, like you said, the spotlight's kind of on you, but I kind of embrace that. And and kind of going back to what I said earlier, um, you know, it's it when you really simplify it, you know, when when you go and train for these things, there's there's you know, you, you train for two months on, on the steps you're going to take and, and the approach you're going to take when you're cutting and, and, and how you're going to take your first steps in the 40. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you just got to go out there and trust your training. And that's what I did. You know, I had a great trainer and, uh, you know, he kind of put me in the right position to succeed. And like you said, I just kind of took it and ran with it. And, you know, it, it worked out. I, I felt like my numbers went were, were good. And um, now we're here. Coming up, Trevor talks about who inspired him to play football, and you'll hear who the best Euchre player is in his family. You're listening to the best local sports podcast in Michigan, and that's a Duff said.
Okay, I want to take a second now to talk to the parents and adults listening to this podcast. If you are looking for a fun night out during the weekend here in Lake Orion, then stop by Fourth Coast Cider Works. Fourth Coast Cider Works is the place to be for hard cider in Oakland County. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast is quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. Stop by Fourth Coast and try some of their many flavors on tap. You can also take some home in a can or a howler. Fourth Coast is open Thursday through Sunday. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. Fourth Coast Cider Works, the best hard cider is on the Fourth Coast. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. If it's pizza night, Sheldon Street Pizza has got you covered. Sheldon's pizzas are always made fresh when you order them, and the readers of the Lake Orion Review have voted Sheldon's breadsticks as the best in Lake Orion. Stop by Sheldon Street Pizza at 3767 South Baldwin Road in Orion Township, or you can order online by visiting SheldonStreetPizza.com. Don't forget to try one of Sheldon's salads with his special blend of homemade salad dressings. He's also got some pretty tasty desserts as well. Sheldon Street Pizza. More than just pizza. It's the official pizza of a Duff set. Let's go back to when this all started for you. When did you first take up football, and what did you like about the sport? Yeah, yeah, I've been playing football for my entire life. I believe third grade was my first year of tackle football. Um, you know, what I liked about it, um, honestly, at that point in time, I was a running back. I love scoring touchdowns, um, and as I got older, um, I, I, I kind of adopted more of a defensive linebacker position. Um, I love the physicality of it. You know, it's one of the most interesting sports because you can, you know, tackle a, another, another grown man and you, you're not, you're not getting arrested or you're not getting in trouble for it. <laughs> so it's a very interesting sport in that sense. And, you know, I, I love the physicality of it. I love, you know, hitting people and, and making plays and I love the adrenaline it gives you on, uh, on those Saturdays and hopefully Sundays here in the near future. Well, which did you enjoy more? Did you like putting on those tackles or did you like getting those interceptions? Oh man, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a couple of those this year. Um, I would definitely say I think I think some of the, the best feelings are when it's like a fourth down. I had a couple fourth down stops this year, and uh, those are the most kind of adrenaline filling, you know. Obviously, interceptions are great too. I, I had one this year against Northern. It kind of sealed the game, which I was I was pretty excited about. But yeah, I would have to say those those kind of game sealing tackles. Sounds like you put together a lot of great memories at Saginaw Valley State. In your four years there, what are some of your fondest? Um, I would say probably this year, like you said earlier, when we beat Bowie State um, last year, you know, we were at their place and uh, we didn't get the job done. And, you know, we kind of had them circled on our schedule this year. And uh, they came to our place and we, we kind of took it to them. So I'd probably say in terms of a game, that would probably be probably one of my favorite and then overall just kind of the relationships I built you know going through summer workouts with the guys and whatnot those will be some of the best memories I have for the rest of my life when you got the offer to go to Saginaw Valley State what ultimately made that your school of choice to play football yeah yeah like you said I got um 
I was kind of recruited by the GLIAC. Uh, those, are, those are my main offers. And a lot of schools at the time were recruiting me for defensive end. Um, Saginaw was one of the only ones that recruited me at linebacker, which I kind of liked that they believed in me playing there. Um, and at the time, I had a great relationship with the coaching staff. And uh, overall, I felt like it was the best fit for me. So I ended up choosing Saginaw, and I, I, I don't regret it at all. I made lifelong friendships, had an had overall great experience. And, yeah, I wouldn't change it for anything. Those are a lot of memories that you're going to treasure forever. But who would you say has had the biggest impact on you in your journey in football? I would probably say in terms of overall, it'd have to be my father. He um, he coached me all the way up until high school. Um, he's, he's always been involved. Um, he he kind of, you know, gave me the love of football. You know, he played football his whole life. Um, he was actually – he had a short stint with the Cleveland Browns for he, – he went to training camp with them. Um, so he kind of adopted that, that, that love and then kind of, you know, rubbed off on me at a young age and I, I kind of ran with it. So I would definitely have to say my, my father. Yeah. Jim is the one who encouraged me to give you this call because he's been there. He knows what this is like for you. How many times have you guys discussed that over the last few weeks about what it's like to know that you might be getting a call from the NFL? Oh yeah. It's, it's at this point, it's every day. Um, you know, it's, it's on everyone's mind and, um, you know, we're, we're always having long talks about it. And, you know, if I talk to a scout or I have an interview, you know, we're sitting down and, well, what'd you say? What do you, should, should we, should we do this? Should we do that? Yeah. He's him and my mom are very supportive. You know, they're very, um, involved in this and I, I wouldn't change it for anything. You know, I have a great support system. I've actually gotten the chance to get to meet both your mom and your dad, having uh, talked about you so many times this last year and the and all the things that you did this past season at Saginaw Valley State. They uh, follow me on social media. Your dad's emailed me several times to keep me up to date on what you've been doing. And that support system is probably the most important thing that you can have in your life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, it gets a little stressful at times throughout this process. You know, you, you, I, I put so much stress on myself because I, I do want myself to succeed, but kind of having them to fall back on it, it's, it's been unreal. You know, I ended up moving home after, uh, after the season to come home and train. And, you know, it's been great being home for the first time in, in four years, you know, kind of, you know, building back that relationship since you haven't seen your parents in so long and on this consistent basis. But yeah, it's been great. They're, they're a great support system. And, and they're helping me along the way. So it's been good. I listened to an interview that you recently did in which you were talking about your parents. And I, I didn't know this until you did the interview. You're a big supporter of the Susan G. Komen Fund for Breast Cancer Awareness. And your mother, Renee, is a survivor. First off, how did that battle that she went through impact you personally? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was pretty young. Um, I think I was in middle school. Um, when she was diagnosed, but yeah, um, you know, it, it, it definitely hit us hard. Um, thank God she's, you know, she's still here with us and, and she's fine now, but yeah, like I said, at that time, you know, I'm a big supporter of uh, really overall, you know, cancer foundations and you know what they do trying to find a cure. And, uh, like I said, kind of, kind of experience it firsthand. You kind of appreciate those kind of, kind of funds and what they're trying to do. What inspirations did you draw through football watching your mom go through that battle? Because at the end of the day, it's still just a game, and what your mom went through is real life. How did that inspire you to be successful? Yeah, yeah, like you said, it kind of, you know, kind of takes everything and all of a sudden you're, you're like, geez, man, I'm, I'm, I'm taking certain things for granted. You know, like you said, it's just a game. And uh, even, even other aspects of life, when you go through something like that, you kind of realize 
things aren't as deep as they seem and, and things aren't as serious as they seem until something like that happens. So, you know, just take everything, you know, take every day one step at a time and, you know, appreciate, you know, these little things you're going through. You know, like I, I continue to say, it's been a stressful journey right now, but I, I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm enjoying it all um, because you never know, you know, something like that could, you know, come and, and, and kind of struck your life again. And, and then, you know, then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're wishing you were back at those times. So just, just appreciating everything you have and then not taking it for granted. And how is your mom doing now? Oh, she's great. Yeah, no, she's, she's fine. It's been, uh, it's been 12 years, no complications and, uh, yeah, she's good. That is awesome news. That's what we like to hear. And I'm glad that you're getting to spend this time with them right now. What have you guys been doing aside from training, uh, now that you're back home and getting to spend this time with them? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie. There hasn't been a whole lot to report. Um, you know, someone asked me this the other day, what have you been up to? Um, I've been training. I've been eating well. I've been kind of resting, recovering. And I've been going to bed at like 9, 930. You know, what we do in the, on the weekends, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll watch a movie. We'll just hang out. Um, we're not doing a whole lot. My mom recently just retired. Um, she was a middle school teacher. Oh, congratulations. So yeah, yeah, yeah. She's excited about it. Um, this this past year, yeah, she retired, so she's kind of been enjoying that. Um, gone on a couple trips. Um, but yeah, now we're just getting a lot of quality time together. You know, just just watching movies. You know, things like that. Just just pretty boring, mundane stuff. I am curious about one thing because you're from Canton and in an interview I heard you recently do, you talked about how much you love French fries. Now I would have thought that a guy from Canton would be all about the meatballs from the Ikea being that that's one of the main attractions in Canton. How many times have the Nawaskis actually gone out and uh, made a trip to the Ikea and made it all about getting those meatballs? <laughs> honestly i think it's probably been i could count on my hands how many times we've got the meatballs there's been many trips to ikea you know especially when it first came out it was an exciting time um honestly it's it's funny you say that i've kind of forgotten about that but uh yeah now i i um i do love french fries and uh you know it's been it's been tough lately kind of changing my diet around um you know not not being able to eat all the things i love kind of kind of trying to stay in shape and, and stay healthy but yeah now there, there hasn't been too many times but we have gone a couple i think in three weeks after the draft's over you should go to this place called zach's that you're really fond of and get you a plate of those fries man because you will definitely have earned them yeah yeah that's definitely on my mind for sure. It'll, it'll be, uh, we're going to have to celebrate somehow. And that, that might be the way. The reason I bring up the Ikea is I, I'm originally from Indiana. And when my wife okay. brought me to Michigan to meet her family back in 2008, that was one of the places that we had to go to was the Ikea. Because I guess once you're in, in Canton and uh, it's been part of the landscape for a while, it's, it's just kind of there. It, it's just that thing. The tourists, they're the ones who come to see that. But for you guys, it's just another store. But when I yeah. went there at that time, I was like, wow, this I've never seen anything like this. This is something new. And then I tried those meatballs. And I was like, I was hooked from there. I, I had to have those uh, anytime that we've gone to the Ikea now. So like the furniture and all that other stuff, that's just secondary now. It's all about the meatballs. <laughs> uh, you're you're going to make me go go take a trip over there. I'm gonna I know. To, Don't do it, man. You can't cheat. You can't do it yet. You got to hold <laughs> off just a little bit. Yep, yep. I also know you're a big card player. You're really big into Euchre, like most Michiganders are. Yeah. Have you guys had a chance to sit down and play a few of those games? Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was going to be my second uh, when you were talking about what we've been doing. Yeah, if we have a – you know, my, my, my sister still doesn't know how to play. Um, I don't either. Which, which I've is, never which, been good at that. 
which is which is surprising, like you said, being from Michigan, and, and we're always playing. You know, if we have a fourth player, um, you know, we're just kind of sitting around. We'll definitely be like, you guys want to play euchre? But yeah, I do enjoy playing cards. Euchre is definitely probably my favorite. Um, like you said, it, it's it's a little interesting because sometimes if you're not, you know, in Michigan or you're you're just not around people that know how to play, it, it's kind of a selective game. You know, some people know how to play and some don't. Well, who wins the most of those games out of your family? Uh, whoever my mom's partnered with, she's pretty good. My my dad gets a little distracted at times and won't play the right cards. Um, I, w- I would like to say I'm pretty good, but overall my mom's probably the most consistent. Mom is definitely the card shark then. Yep. yep. Now, are there some other games that you guys like to work in too? Um, we play Sequence, if you know what that is. That's more Never of Never heard of it. Yeah, it, it's a little hard to explain. There's like a big board and you you get like excited. I don't even know what it'd be compared to, but that'd be another one we like to play, but mostly Euchre. It's a big Euchre family here. And uh, if we ever get the chance to play, we're playing that. Well, I'm so glad that you're getting this opportunity to spend some time with the family, getting in that quality time. In addition to football, you've already got a degree in finance and you're getting your master's in business administration. What got you interested in those subjects, and what would you like to do with those if you had to build a career outside of football? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always been interested. Um, you know, when I when I got my bachelor's in finance, um, I, I do think that there could be a career for me in finance, possibly, you know, like you said, outside of football, maybe like a financial advisor, um, something along those lines. But I've always been interested in business, um, just in general. You know, uh, I've always kind of liked this, the the money side of things and, and whatnot. Um, you know, at a young age, I, honestly, it was one of those things when, when you got when you had to pick to go to college and they, they told you a major, I, I kind of just looked around and I was like, what am, what am I interested in? And I, I've kind of been good with numbers all my life. You know, I, I like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of weirdo when it comes to like those spreadsheets and whatnot. I, I enjoy things like that. So I, I felt like finance was a good good uh, bachelor's degree, and, and now I'm getting my master's, which I'm excited about. That is awesome. So you have been able to really excel in both the classroom and the football field. You also, I, I heard, had to do a lot of night classes to work uh, around your football schedule. Which was more stressful, having to prepare for like a fair state and a Grand Valley state, or having to do those night classes and cramming for tests in those classes? Oh, 100% the night classes. You know, there'd be times where uh, you'd have a, a two, three hour long night class and you're getting done at 9 p.m. And, you know, it's getting it's getting late and it's eight o'clock and, you know, your mind's not working. And you got to battle for another hour. Make sure you pay attention and write those notes down. It, it, it's no question. It's it's the night classes that were the most stressful. I know you probably get asked this a lot, but I'm just going to jump in line with everybody else. If you could make that one last pitch to somebody on the draft board, what would you say to them to encourage them to call your name out on draft day? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I would just say when it comes down to it, no one's going to outwork me no matter what it is. You know, you, you kind of hit on the nail earlier, like you just said. My, my work ethic is second to none no matter what I do. You know, I'm, I'm a very competitive person. Um, like, like we just talked about with cards, you know, if we're playing, I'm, I'm going all out. And that's the same with football, you know, no matter, you know, some teams have asked me, um, you know, are you interested in playing fullback? Um, and my response to them is you, you could put me out there at quarterback. I don't care. You know, whatever, get, whatever gets me on the field, you know, and I, and I think that's what's going to separate me from the competition is that I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I know it sounds cliche, but I, I truly do believe and mean that. 
Um, you know, no matter no matter the uh, you know coming from a Division two, you know, not having the same exposure as some of these Division one athletes. You know, not getting the you know, if they, if they compare us a lot of times, they're going to go, oh, well, he didn't play in a good conference and whatnot, and I'm, I'm going to continue to prove, you know, those doubters and those those non-believers wrong, you know, whether it's my testing, whether it's me doing, you know, drills, whenever I get the opportunity, I'm going to continue to, you know, make my uh, presence known, so. I hope that you get that call here in a few weeks, and if not from the NFL, you know, one of those other leagues that uh, we talked about, because, They'd be crazy not to hire somebody who has this kind of approach and this kind of determination to exceed. Trevor Nowoski, thank you so much for making the time this week here on A Duff Said. It's been a pleasure covering you at Saginaw Valley State. I hope this is just the beginning of a new chapter for you here in a few weeks. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Up next... How did a guy from the tiny town of Tawas that was taken near the end of the 2014 NFL Draft end up having a legendary day for the Green Bay Packers? I'll tell you. Looking for the best hard cider in Oakland County? Then stop by Fourth Coast Cider Works. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast has many flavors on tap and some you can take home. Fourth Coast is open Thursday through Sunday. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to FourthCoastCiderWorks.com. Fourth Coast Cider Works. Quality craftsmanship. Quality hard cider. Not available to anybody under the age of 21? Please drink responsibly. If it's pizza night, Sheldon Street Pizza has got you covered. But if you're sticking to salad, be sure to cover it in one of Sheldon's signature dressings. Sheldon Street Pizza now has homemade ranch, Italian, and Greek salad dressings bottled up and ready for purchase. You can also order a freshly prepared salad from Sheldon because at Sheldon Street Pizza, it's more than just pizza. Order today by calling 248-791-7111 or you can visit them online at SheldonStreetPizza.com or just stop by 3767 South Baldwin Road in Orion Township. If it's pizza time, it's time to go to Sheldon Street Pizza. And that's a tough said. Time now to open up the vault. We talked about it earlier in the show. The last Saginaw Valley State football player to be taken in the NFL draft was wide receiver Jeff Janis. Janis grew up in Tawas City and was a legendary receiver, not just for the Cardinals, but the GLIAC as well. Janice was selected by Green Bay in the seventh round of the 2014 NFL Draft. Janice played four seasons in the league with the Packers and Cleveland Browns. But one night in Arizona, Janice came off the bench and turned in a legendary playoff performance. Here was my story about it. It was the kind of night most NFL veterans can only dream of. And Janice does it! When another receiver went down for Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers needed a new target. 
He found it in the 236 player taken in the 2014 NFL Draft. Janus, touchdown. His name, Jeff Janis. The Taoist native and former standout at Saginaw Valley State came off the bench and caught a miracle for the Packers. Although Arizona won the playoff matchup, this was the breakout game that Janis had been waiting for. Confidence-wise, it, it helps. And uh, you know, when somebody gets hurt, you, know, you just got to step in and, and be able to go out there and do your best. And that's I mean, pretty much all I was trying to do. Saturday's game was just Jeff's introduction to the rest of the world. Because to anybody who saw him play down here, or up here, they'll tell you that catches like that from Jeff, they're merely routine. If we're in doubt, we just throw it up to Jeff. That was uh, kind of our play call. Every ball he got from John was, it was gonna be a catch. Like we had no doubt that he wasn't gonna make the play. That was a major selling point for Janice to go from Division II to catching passes from one of the NFL's elite quarterbacks. I remember when all the scouts or anybody would come around, they would ask, you know, how do you think he's gonna handle the transition coming from you know, Division II school to playing at the highest level. And I would always tell him, if he gets the opportunity, I think he would have a chance to really explode and take off. And that's exactly what he did against one of the best corners in the National Football League. We had a couple buddies over watching the game. And uh, when that happened, it was, we jumped up and down. We were, it was like a party. It's a party that Janice hopes is just getting started. Next year is definitely going to be interesting, and I can't wait for it to get here. Janice certainly made the most of that opportunity that night. Again, best of luck to Trevor Nowoski as he tries to be the next Saginaw Valley State Cardinal in the NFL. If you would like to hear more episodes of this podcast, then head over to my website, aduffsaid.com. You can get news and information about this podcast on Facebook. Just look me up at sports journalist Duff Tyler. You can also follow me on Twitter. Just look for Duff Tyler. If you would like to subscribe to A Duff Said, then head over to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our announcer this week was Emmy Award-winning sportscaster Ryan Slocum. Be sure to check out his WrestleMania 39 review happening right now at his YouTube podcast, The Job Guys. All other announcements for A Duff Said are done by Steve Gale, the best high school sports public address announcer in the state of Michigan. And that's a wrap on this edition of A Duff Said. Today is the one year anniversary for Chris Illich declaring that the Detroit Tigers rebuild was over. Trust me, it isn't. Once again, my name is Duff Tyler and I'm reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true because that's what a Duff said.